politics, sports, movies. You are listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome on a Sunday afternoon. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast, uh, recording live for our next uh, episode here. We're going to be reviewing uh, two movies again today, uh, Sound of Metal and Nobody. Uh, before I get into that, uh, if you hear something in the background, of course, when I decide to jump on to record, uh, my neighbor decides they're going to blow out their driveway from leaves. So if you hear a little noise in the background, it shouldn't be that bad. It's actually winding down, but uh, I wanted to get on before the day went past me. So again, forgive the noise if you hear it. So again, my name is Frank. I'm the host of the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Uh, this is a podcast uh, that revolves around three subjects for the most part, uh, movies, sports, and politics. And uh, if you've listened lately, obviously the politics has not been featured on this podcast very often. And as I've said the last couple of episodes, I'm not sure when that's going to come back. Um, I have opinions on it, but again, uh, I haven't found a topic that I'm ready to discuss in politics right now uh, because of the obvious toxicity of it so i'm stayed away from it this has basically become a movie podcast which i don't have a problem with uh and some sports sprinkled in uh so again uh today is going to be another movie episode so uh if you are a regular listener to the podcast i want to thank you uh, for listening i really appreciate it uh, i appreciate every download like i said i'm a, I'm a one-man show here uh, so anyone that takes the time to listen to it whether you're trying it once or you're a regular listener, I want to thank you. Um, if this is your first time listening, I hope you enjoy what you're listening to and you come back and you continue to listen. Uh, again, like I said, this is going to be a movie and sports uh, podcast, mostly movies for right now. Uh, there's been a lot of movies I've been able to watch via streaming, so I'm um, fortunate to be able to do that. If you want to follow the show on social media, so obviously if you're watching this video now or if you watch it later, let's start with Twitter. Hey, Twitter, everybody. Right here on Twitter, the handle is at BendYourEarPod. And over here on Facebook, hi Facebook, hello, uh, the page is Let Me Bend Your Ear, uh, so you can follow and watch the live videos on Facebook or on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram, uh, that handle is also Let Me Bend Your, or excuse me, not Let Me Bend Your Ear, I did that last week, at Bend Your Ear Pod, so that's the handle on both Twitter and Facebook, at Bend Your Ear Pod, so please follow on both platforms if you use them, um, and I would ask, and I'll ask again at the end of the show as well. Uh, like I said, this is a small independent podcast, so if you can share uh, either these live videos or if you listen on the audio podcast feed later, uh, if you see any postings from my uh, from my social media accounts, either on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, please share, uh, repost them. That's a that's a big help, and that just helps people find uh, this podcast. If you listen to the audio podcast on um, Apple Podcasts, please uh, do me the favor if you can rate and review. Uh, if you like it a lot, please give it a five star review. The more ratings and reviews uh, that appear on some place like Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app that you listen to, that um, raises the level of the podcast. So if people are searching for something new, the more ratings and reviews you provide this podcast, the higher up it'll appear in searches. Uh, so that'll be another avenue to, to grow this. So uh, as I've stated the last couple of weeks, I've been integrating the video element into this because I want to get more uh, feedback, more interaction, and try to grow the show. And I know some people like to watch these things in a video format, so uh, I'm becoming more comfortable with it. Uh, like I said, it's a lo-fi 
uh, low tech podcast. So uh, I'm trying to concentrate on the, the content and hope you find the content uh, compelling. So please do that. Uh, the show is available if you prefer the audio feed. If you listen to this later, uh, which it'll be there, of course, uh, this will be the next episode of the podcast. It'll be uh, on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, and uh, Amazon. So if you have a obviously Alexa. Uh, a smart device at home if you uh, ask alexa to play the let me bend your ear podcast it'll start playing the podcast there so you can listen to it in your home uh, or like i said if you prefer to get it on your phone uh if you subscribe on any of those uh podcasting formats and of course obviously when new episodes are uploaded uh you'll get a notification uh directly to your phone or device the show is also of course available on facebook which i am live now uh let me bend your ear so you can um like the page there and also on YouTube, there's a YouTube channel as well. Uh, I don't broadcast live from there, but this video will be uploaded to that platform as well. So if you use YouTube, that's Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. So if you could uh, subscribe and like, and like I said, even if you're not a regular listener to the podcast, uh, either on Facebook or or YouTube, if you don't mind, if you just click subscribe and like the page, uh, that'll just help get my numbers up, and that's something that'll help as well. Like I said, uh, the great thing about YouTube and and Facebook is on Facebook. You'll get a notification if I go live. I do about one live video a week, so you won't get inundated with notifications. And specifically on YouTube, I don't go live there, so you shouldn't really get notifications at all uh, unless you turn them on uh, for when new videos are posted. Uh, and like I said, it's not very intrusive. So if you could do that, that would actually help me a lot. Uh, and like I said, recommend it. You know, send it to a friend, uh, repost it on your social media. Uh, that's a huge help uh, to get the podcast going. If you want to email the show, uh, you can email at bendyourearpodcast at gmail dot com. Again, that's bendyourearpodcast at gmail dot com. So any comments, any um, suggestions, if you agree or disagree with the reviews. Um, I would love to hear the feedback, and uh, like I said, I'll definitely respond. And my main source of uh, interaction uh, is going to be Twitter. I'm on Twitter every day uh, looking at posts either on my feed or other people's feed. So if you have an opinion on an episode, if you want to talk about movies, uh, like I said, it doesn't even have to be about the podcast. Uh, I love, one of my favorite things is is, is seeing people um, tweet about movies that they're passionate about, whether it's movies that I already know are great or even better movies that I haven't uh either heard of or something that may sound familiar or something that may sound new uh, that I can check out and maybe review. So I love that interaction. So please uh, just at me, bend your ear pod. I'll respond. I love to talk to people about movies. It's it's a fantastic forum to do that uh, and also link up with other independent podcasters as well. So again, uh, feel free to do that as well. All right, let me get into the first movie today um, is going to be the movie Sound of Metal. Uh, so this is a Academy Award nominated film for this year. Um, this is starring Riz Ahmed, if you're familiar with his work. Uh, I know him mainly from the uh, Showtime series The Night Of, which he was fantastic in. He also had a small role in Rogue One, uh, the Star Wars film. So uh, very good actor. He's very good in The Night Of. And uh, he's Oscar nominated for this film as well. Uh, so Sound of Metal has uh, Riz playing a drummer uh, in a two-part heavy metal uh, band. So it's the drummer, he's the drummer, and then you have the lead singer, guitarist, who happens to also be his his girlfriend. As the movie opens, they're playing a concert, um, you know, just normal, you know, this is kind of, you know, this is not a famous band. This is a band with a, probably a underground following. They, they both live in an RV. They go from city to city, selling their merchandise, playing shows at little rinky-dink places. So it's not a, 
you know, well-known, super um, famous uh, band. This is like what most people do when they're musicians. Uh, so as the movie opens, um, you kind of see uh, them as a couple, them as a as a band, and then very early into the movie, um, he starts to realize that uh, there's something wrong with his hearing. And uh, one of the things that this movie does fantastically well, and, and I've seen it and I've read all the reviews about it now that I've actually seen the movie, uh, the sound engineering in this movie is uh, phenomenal. Uh, so when he starts to lose his hearing, uh, it's very, uh, it's very, it's done in a very, in a way where the audience is pulled into what his sensation is. Like the, one of the things I really loved is an early scene when he first starts to lose his um, hearing. And I know we've all gone through this. If you've ever been on an airplane or have ever had a change in pressure that affects your eardrums, where you start to do all those things, like you, it, it sounds like you're clogged, like congested. So of course that affects your hearing. And then he starts to do the things that we all do, like try to do your nose, like do this with your jaw to see if you can snap it. Like he's doing all those things that we would normally do that I've done um, when something's impacting your hearing in some way, whether it's like I said, on a plane or you have a cold. I've been battling a cold myself, so I kind of know how that goes where you're, it kind of can affect your hearing because your whole head is congested. So he, he, he kind of goes through all those motions and then realizes obviously that it's something worse than that. Um, he can start to barely hear people and um, eventually he ends up going to uh, a, a doctor um, right away. And, uh, you know, the doctor informs him that he's got 24% hearing in one year and 28% hearing in the other year. Uh, so, of course, uh, his immediate response is, which I think a lot of people would do, is, hey, how, how okay, well, no big deal. How do we fix it? Uh, well, what can we do? Is there a surgery or something that I need to get? So, of course, he's informed that there's the cochlear implant surgery that can run anywhere from forty to $80,000. Um, but the doctor tries to tell him, look, you need to understand that, you know, this may be permanent uh, and the surgery may or may not work and kind of is more realistic with him, but he doesn't want to hear any of that. So, uh, obviously he, um, informs his, his, his girlfriend who didn't really know he kind of kept it to himself. They're playing a show. He's li he's literally playing a show where he can barely hear anything and he's kind of watching her cues to, to play his part to the song. And then of course, when she finds out what's going on, uh, she's understandably upset and says he needs to get something done about it. So the ensuing, um, scenes that happen is basically she forces him to go to a, uh, a place where they can help him, but it's a little bit unique. Um, his character was, is, or not was, is a recovering uh, heroin addict. His girlfriend implies that she cuts herself and uh, had some issues as well. And one of the things about the characterization in the film that I liked is his life seems to be, um, he has a very methodical way that he does things now. So they showed it, there's a great montage. He gets up, makes her breakfast, you know, gets the sound equipment ready. They drive to the city, they play, and he and it's a routine. And as the film progresses, you start to see that that routine is really rooted in, in kind of him trying to stave off the chaos of 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 drug addiction. And um, you know, he's been clean four years at the time the movie's out, so he's been clean for quite a bit of time. Uh, but obviously, it, you know, his life is kind of chaotic in that way. And obviously, the lifestyle of a, of a musician on the road, especially one that's not famous and making a lot of money is, is very chaotic. Even, even a big time musician, you know, you can fall into drugs and, and all the things that happen to the pitfalls of being a rock and roll star. But imagine being someone that's not famous at all without money and kind of having those same pitfalls, you know, playing different city every night, 
uh, kind of not having that stable environment in the sense, you know, a home to go to. You're basically living in, in your house and traveling around the country, uh, which obviously he loves it. And you can see that his character clings to that, to his girlfriend and to the music. That's what's keeping him from um, relapsing. So he ends up going to, um, based on some help that uh, his uh, fiance's father gets, or his fiance, his his um, his girlfriend's father gets. So he ends up going to this place where um, they treat uh, people that are deaf. Not treat is the wrong word. It's a place where people learn how to um, handle their deafness. And the thing that's unique about this particular place is that these people are also addicts as well. So it's kind of a unique place for him uniquely. So he gets there. So when he first gets there, it kind of opens up as a... a you know, almost like an AA meeting or an NA meeting, uh, the people are, are signing and talking about, you know, I'm an addict and, you know, this is how long I've been clean. And um, it's basically uh, a place there. And of course, he kind of um, fights back uh, against it because the director of the the clinic, and I'm going to pull his name up. I'm going, I'm going on right now. So bear with me a second because I want to get his name as well because he was actually... I believe nominated for best supporting actor Paul uh, Racy. I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Uh, he plays Joe. So Joe in the movie, he is a Vietnam veteran who lost his hearing in the Vietnam War due to an explosive, and uh, he's he's an, uh, an alcoholic, and he runs this clinic, and he tries to uh, let him know. He tries to let Ruben know. Ruben's the character's name that. This place is a place not to cure deafness. That deafness is not a handicap. That deaf is just who you are. And he's trying to teach both to keep these people clean and to have them, you know, live their life, learn sign language and and go out in society just like everybody else. That that deafness is something that's not to be ashamed of or considered a handicap or something that you have to navigate around. You just live your life and there's ways to do it and there's mechanisms to make that happen just like anybody else. So, of course, Ruben, his focus is to get his hearing better and to start to play again because that's that's what his life is. And that's the best part of Sound of Metal uh, because that, that, that kind of push and pull between Paul and Ruben, Paul trying to communicate to Ruben uh, that what he's trying to do may give him happiness, but it may not. Uh, the fact of the matter is your hearing is, is almost gone and it's probably not going to come back. Uh, so you need to accept that reality, move on, learn sign language, learn how to interact with people. And as he's going through the clinic, he starts to, uh, they interact, he interacts with a, with a classroom, a deaf classroom with kids and he becomes close to the kids there. Uh, and he has a talent for that as well. But obviously the, the tug, of one, his girlfriend, and two, playing the music is what he really wants to go back to because that's his passion. So again, the best things about Sound of Metal, like I said, the the sound engineering in the movie is is just brilliant. I mean, it's 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 I'm sure it's going to win an Academy Award for sound design. Uh, the the playing when he's hearing correctly, when his hearing deteriorates, conversations, uh, the way things sound to him. When you get to hear that perspective. You, it was really um, just stunning the technical achievement of it, and plus for me as a viewer, it just it makes you kind of, and I think that's great when a movie does that. It makes you appreciate the thing that you take for granted every day, the fact that you can hear, 
and and the and the the obstacles that come into play when you're when you are a hearing person and you don't hear it's one thing i think if you're born deaf and that's all you've known and you've navigated around that uh in a situation now when you're when you have been hearing your whole life and then are deaf become deaf it's uh it's it's quite uh obviously a shock to the system and, and obviously shakes your whole world and and Rizamed does a great job portraying that that conflict and refu- kind of refusing to understand that he is going to be deaf, I think kind of living in denial, that that's really what the end game is going to be. Uh, and like I said, that's the best thing about the movie. And like I said, Paul Racy's performance uh, is worthy of a, uh, the Oscar nomination that he got for Best Supporting Actor. Very good actor. I, I looked him up to see if I had seen him before. I didn't. He didn't look familiar to me. Uh, but I think he was, and as I pulled up him, I think he's in, um, I've got a show that I watched, I don't think it was Ozark or something else where I'm like, oh, he must play a smaller character. I think it was Ozark, but he's fantastic in this movie as well. Um, as far as, uh, my thoughts about the movie overall. So my thoughts about Sound of Metal is, and, and I know it's gotten universal critical acclaim. I think as I watched it, I think with a lot of these movies that are nominated for Academy Awards, and I'm not talking about just this year specifically, and I haven't seen all of them. I've seen One Night in Miami. I've seen Soul. I've seen Sound of Metal. And obviously, I've seen Borat. Um, and what a lot of these movies have in common for me is the performances in the movie outshine the actual movie itself. So in this case, I find this in the case of Sound of Metal. The, I I recommend the movie, and I'll give you my 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 Van Gogh review shortly. But the reason to see this movie is that is Riz Ahmed's performance and Paul Racy's performance. Fantastic! It's it's worth it for those performances. So I am don't get me wrong. I'm recommending the movie, uh, and then the sound design. That's the third thing. The sound design, Riz Ahmed's performance, Paul Racy's performances are the reasons to see this movie they're they're fantastic he's a fantastic actor um he deserves the oscar nomination for this film and he is the reason to see this movie now as a movie going experience for me i i don't know there were some shortcomings in it for me a little bit the movie kind of dragged a little bit for me not a lot uh i just didn't i found myself not as fully engaged uh, as i thought i would be uh fully engaged in his performance and Riz's performance uh and Paul Racy's performance uh enjoying that interaction enjoying the character's journey so it but it just didn't I don't know there's something that was missing for me and I and I can't even articulate what it was uh cuz like I said the movie is good the movie's a good movie it just didn't rise to the level of of great to me like I you know I enjoyed you know one night in Miami where it was just, uh, you know, I loved every minute of that movie. And, and if you can, you can go back and listen to my review of that one. But, uh, so as a film itself, I, I liked the movie a lot. I don't know if I loved it, liked it a lot, liked it a lot. It's worth seeing the performances are worth checking out. So based on that review, I'm going to go ahead and give sound of metal three and a half Van Gogh's out of five. Um, so like I said, for me, uh, and I've never really kind of, let me jump into that real quick. I'm going to do a sidebar for, I've never thought of what, you know, sometimes critics will put what their reviews mean as far as movies. So for me, and I just actually came to this realization this week. So I go one to five Van Goghs. So ears, let me bend your ear, you know, uh, five Van Goghs for me is a movie 
in my all-time greats. So there's very few movies I'm going to give five. So I spoke in the last episode about my top five movies of all time. I'll throw one out there. Goodfellas is one of my top five. Um, that'll be a five Van Gogh movie. That's a movie that I've seen over and over and over. So any movie that I give five Van Goghs to, it's going to be a movie that would it maybe be considered one of the best movies ever or one of the best movies of the year that I'm reviewing it, that it comes out. Maybe or maybe not. But a five Van Gogh for review for me is means I'm going to watch that movie over and over and over again because I love it so much. A four Van Gogh review means it's not in my all-time greatest movies, but that is also a movie that I would watch over and over. A movie that I would um, repeat view. So that's four Van Goghs. Three Van Goghs to me is going to be a decent movie. Good movie. Would I watch it over and over again? No. But watching it once, it wasn't a waste of my time. Three to three and a half, just like the review I just gave Sound of Metal right now. Um, that's something that, would I ever see it again? I don't know if I ever watched the movie again. That doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just means that it, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't something that's gonna, that I'm going to go back to over and over again. So that'd be a three to three and a half Van Gogh review. Two Van Goghs is, okay, that's not a very good movie. Now, two means that there's something in the movie that kept me from giving it a one. So I'll give you a perfect example. Failure to Launch, which I reviewed on Roncom Corner way back. If you go back in the feed, um, that's the movie with Matthew McConaughey and Sarah Jessica Parker, romantic comedy. God awful. It's god awful. Um, and I'm talking about people that I know that like romantic comedies tell me it's god awful. So you know it's bad when rom-com fans go, yeah, that's bad. That's a bad rom-com. So what kept me from giving that movie one Van Gogh, I think I gave it two if I remember right, was Kathy Bates was in it. Kathy Bates never does anything bad. I don't care if the movie's bad. She's never bad. Seeing Kathy Bates in the two or three scenes that she was in with Terry Bradshaw of all people playing her husband kept me from giving that a one Van Gogh review. I haven't given anything a zero yet. So when I get to zero, I don't know what that's going to mean if I ever do it. I may only just start at one. I mean, it has to be horrific. So we'll see. If that ever happens, then I'll revise it. But a two Van Gogh review means something in the movie kept... It's a bad movie, but something kept me from giving it a one. Now, if I give it a one, then you know what that means. That means that it's terrible. There's nothing about it to like. The acting was terrible. The direction was terrible. The screenplay was terrible. It's just trash. So... That's going to be a one Van Gogh. So those are my, that's my rating system there. Just a little side note. So anyway, back to Sound of Metal. Three and a half Van Goghs out of five. Like I said, it's on Amazon Prime right now. So you can watch it if you have Amazon. Definitely check it out for Riz Ahmed's performance and Paul Racy's performances. Those performances in the movie are worth seeing it. The sound design, which will win an Academy Award. If not, that's ridiculous. The sound design in the movie is is, is top notch, fantastic, and adds so much to the movie and putting the audience member in Ruben's experience, what it's like to to navigate around losing his hearing. So it's it's uh it's the sound design's phenomenal. So that's my review of Sound of Metal. All right, the next movie I'm going to review is a film called Nobody. It's playing in theaters now, also on demand, so you can get it wherever you get VOD. Uh, you can rent it. Um, it's not available for sale yet or streaming, but you can you can rent it and watch it. So I watched it last night. So Nobody has um the main reason I checked it out. What well, two reasons? Well, the main reason is Bob Odenkirk. So, uh, if you are a fan of Breaking Bad and or Better Call Saul, which are two of my favorite shows, and Better Call Saul is about to go into its last season, it's one of the, it is one of the best dramas on television. So, uh, and in my opinion, and Bob Odenkirk uh, is phenomenal as Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad, and then now uh, as Jimmy McGill going into Saul in the Better Call Saul prequel series. So, uh, 
I'm a big fan of his work. So a couple of, about a month ago, I hear he's got a film out coming out called Nobody. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I start to find out and read that it's an action movie. And I'm like, action movie? Bob Odenkirk? Action star? I'm like, okay. So I'm reading more about it. It's starting to get positive reviews. And then it turns out the screenwriter of the John Wick series. Now I know, and you can shoot me for not being a, a, a good movie Twitter guy because I have not seen any of the John Wick movies. And I just haven't gotten around to seeing them. And I know a lot of people are hardcore fans of them. And obviously it's made gobs of money because they're about to make, what, five, I think, four or five. I don't even know. Uh, it's becoming like Fast and the Furious. But again, Keanu Reeves finds a franchise and just makes his career continue to thrive. And, you know, for 40 years almost now, it's incredible. But the writer of John Wick uh, wrote the screenplay for Nobody. So he wanted to write a screenplay with a protagonist that wasn't your typical action star so you you know not something that you would put the rock or you know back in the day bruce willis or or vin diesel or keanu Reeves or anything that you would think as an action star he wanted to write an action movie where the protagonist was just a regular dude just any everyday guy so this was written with bob odenkirk in mind um to play the role so he took it on and um embraced it and it's uh it's uh before i get into the review so the movie is 92 minutes long so that's my first positive about this movie and i don't know how long the john wick movies are but i think this screenwriter is smart it's a simple premise it's not complicated you get in story gets to the action gets to the end movie's over you had a good time and i'm gonna get more, more in depth into a minute but uh, it, it's not bloated it's not over and especially when i get to describe about the movie it didn't need to be longer than 92 minutes. And that was a great decision. So we'll start there. So the director is a Russian director. I hadn't heard him before, Ilya. And I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to butcher it. Uh, but it's got Bob Odenkirk in it. Connie Nielsen plays his wife. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Yes, that Christopher Lloyd. Doc Brown, Back to the Future, plays his dad. And Riza from Wu-Tang Clan is in it as well. So as the movie opens, and this is one of the great visual things. This director has a lot of good visual tricks. So... The movie opens with a montage, basically, in a week of the life of this guy, of this main character. And um, it shows him going to work, clocking in. Or actually, let me back up. It shows him getting out of bed, getting his coffee, going to work, coming home, on the bus each way. Same thing for a whole week. Every Tuesday when it's garbage day, he misses the garbage man. So you could just see it's a great montage in about a minute about how boring, uneventful, plain this guy's life is so um give me a second i'm gonna look up the character's name but uh that's a great start to the movie so early in the movie um and his character's name is here we go hutch mansell so in the early in the movie after we find out about his boring life hutch is at home at night and there's a break-in so hutch goes downstairs grabs a golf club He's sneaking around downstairs and he sees the two people breaking in. So um, he's watching them quietly and they're at the base of the stairs. And as they're there, you see a figure jump onto one of the robbers. And it turns out that that's his son. So his son takes, uh, there's a male and a female. So the son takes the male, has got him on the ground. They're tussling. He's got him in a head. The son's got him in a headlock. Hutch has the 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 drop on the woman, and he's got the golf club, so he starts to go like he's going to hit her, and then he pulls back. 
and he tells his son to let the other guy go, let him go. And uh, his son's like, what are you saying? He's like, let him go. So his son lets him go and the burglar punches the son in the face and they end up leaving. So that kind of sets in motion. So basically the cops come and you can see his family is just disappointed that he didn't step up. The son more blatantly so. The wife more subtly. But the son basically is like, dude, what what the hell, man? What's your problem? We had him. And uh, of course, he's like, look, I didn't want anybody to get hurt. And, uh, and that's why I did what I did. So police come, write a report. They go, they go away. The next morning, you know, son is pissed off. They're getting ready to go to work, everything, you know, like it is. And everything is normal until a trigger happens. It turns out that they took some cash, but they also took his daughter's kitty cat bracelet. So she had a little kitty cat bracelet that was in the same bowl as the cash. So this triggers Hutch that his daughter lost something and it sets in motion the rest of the movie. So basically, he goes out, gets his gun. He has a gun that nobody knows about, goes out to track down the robbers because the female robber had a tattoo that he noticed on her wrist and goes around to try to find it and to trace it back to her. So as this unfolds, we start to see that Hutch is not your normal, everyday, boring accountant. He has, in the words of Liam Neeson Taken style, a particular set of skills. Uh, And in a nutshell, he has the skills to kick a lot of ass. So I'm not going to give too much away. I will say there is a fantastic action sequence on a bus um, that's phenomenal. And that's all I'm going to say. So as the movie progresses, um, his search for the daughter's kitty cat bracelet and retribution for them coming into his house involves a Russian crime lord. And the main plot there is he's responsible for what's called the Grob Shack. I think it's what it's called. So basically it's a 401k for gangsters. So basically it's a huge amount of cash that has to be moved around all the time to be kept safe. And this gangster is the, is the, or the, I guess you would say the bank manager of this particular roving bank. So he runs a foul, Hutch runs a foul of this guy through some actions that happened in the movie. I don't want to give too much away, but. Um, and then Christopher Lloyd, uh, is in a nursing home who's Hutch's dad. And you find out a little bit about him as well as the movie progresses and it kind of ties things in, in the third act. So, like I said, the movie is 92 minutes long. It's very violent. So if you're, if you're squeamish about violence, um, just take that into note. I mean, if you watch John Wick, you'll probably love this. Uh, Bob Odenkirk as a action star, uh, is credible. So the, the the direction, the way it's shot, the way it's edited, uh, especially like I said, the sequence on the bus is unbelievable. So you buy him as an action star. You buy him as a, as, as as a badass. It's kind of I kind of equated to uh, the Matt Damon Jason Bourne movie. So when you first see the Bourne identity, it's it, it at that point in, in Jason Bourne and um in Matt Damon's career, he hadn't really played a role like that. So to see him in there was was great. And like I said, I'm a fan of those movies. But this movie was great. 
you get the 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 smart ass Bob Odenkirk, so you get the funny, and then you get the dramatic. Uh, like I said, there's some great action sequences in there. Like I said, the movie is extremely violent, uh, but it's fun. Uh, as I've said in the last couple of podcasts, and when I've talked about like Kong versus Godzilla and Tom and Jerry and and these movies that have come out, you know, and I know the the Academy Awards are coming out now. And all, of course, all those movies are super serious, like Nomadland and and things like that, and even Sound of Metal, which I just reviewed one night in Miami. Um, I think with the with the with the pandemic and and everything that's gone on, and with the with the fragile state of seeing movies in theaters, uh, I think you know. I think it, we're going to see an embrace of these popcorn fun movies. And you know what? That's fantastic. And like I've said before, um, Marvel movies and comic book movies uh, kind of monopolize the multiplexes even pre-pandemic. And I'm, I'm a fan of them if they're well done. But there's we're missing the, and I've said it before, the kind of R-rated movies for adults. And I was talking more about the drama aspect of it, but something like something like Nobody. So uh, is is a 18-year-old or 16-year-old or 21-year-old going to go see Nobody in the movies? They might because if they know it's if they know it's action, but they may not because they, they see Bob Odenkirk, who's an older guy, and uh, they're, they may be turned away from it. But the thing that I love about it is it's doing well in theaters. Like I said, I saw it uh, on video on demand. I couldn't go out to the theater. We're, I'm in Florida, so theaters are open, but I've got kids and it's hard to set time aside to leave to go see a movie when I can just easily do it. You know, like in this case with nobody, I went, after the kids went to bed, put it on and was able to watch it, which is the kind of the uh, the benefit out of this bad situation uh, for me. It's, it allows me to be able to watch movies that I normally wouldn't be able to watch, at least not right away. Uh, and since it's been open for a couple of weeks in the theater, I still wanted to review it. Like I said, uh, it's fantastic. There's uh, there's a great use of music throughout the movie. There's great songs in there, uh, some known, some not so well known that are great in the movie. Uh, the the actor that plays the Russian gangster is 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 funny and scary and kind of good. It's 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 over the top uh, in a good way. Just an over top action movie and it's fun. Um, another, um, I will give the director credit. There's a great tracking shot in there. So it, it kind of reminds me. And I spoke about Goodfellas a couple of minutes ago. If you remember, if you know the Copa scene in Goodfellas, that's the famous scene when when uh, when Henry Hill is taking Karen out on the first date and they go into the Copa and they go in the back door and there's a one long continuous tracking shot following them from the street into the into the through the kitchen to where they're seated um, uh, in the Copa. There's a scene when they introduce the Russian gangster and nobody. Same thing. He's coming out of a, of a truck. It's a tracking shot inside. He goes into this to the club that he owns, and it, and it follows him through the club. But he doesn't end up sitting down. The thing that's funny about him, there's someone on stage. I don't know if they're doing karaoke or singing, but they're singing a song. So the gangster goes up on stage and basically starts dancing around and singing with the lady until the song's over. And the scene directly after that is funny because then there's people that are talking to him and questioning him about you know things that are going on, thinking that he's kind of soft uh, because he's up there singing with a girl. So then he quickly um, lets them know how serious he is by doing something I won't say and uh, quickly changes their their doubts about him. So that's a great scene. Like I said, opens with a tracking shot. Very good. Like I said, um, I've never seen this director before, Ilya. And I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but uh, a director from Russia, a younger guy. I think he's in his 30s. Uh, so he may be one to look at. So again, um, nobody was a lot of fun. If you like Odenkirk, you're going you're gonna to be surprised that I'm being an action star. But he's great. Christopher Lloyd is fantastic. You don't see Christopher Lloyd that much. At least I haven't in a long time. And he's great in this movie. Riz is good. Good cast. Connie Nielsen is his wife is is good as well. 
Uh, so nobody, a lot of fun. It's a great, if you get a chance to go see it in the movies, I think it's a, it's a good one to see in the movies, big screen, loud noises, you know, great sound system. So if you could check it out in the movies, do it. But if not get it on VOD, it was very, very enjoyable. Uh, so I'm going to give uh, nobody four Van Goghs out of five strong four it was an entertaining movie. And like I said, four means that I would see it again. Uh, is it in my echelon of the greatest movies of all time? No. But what I will say is what it does, it does well. It delivers kick-ass action, some funny lines, uh, great performance by Odin Kirk, um, some great cinematography, great music uh, used throughout the film. Uh, a lot, it's just, just great. So if you like a good action shoot 'em up movie, you don't have to put too much thought into it. Uh, it's fantastic, and I think you'll enjoy it. I think it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so I will give nobody uh, four Van Goghs out of five. So again, to recap, Sound of Metal with Riz Ahmed, uh, three and a half Van Goghs out of five. Again, check that movie out for the performances. That's the main reason to really look at it. I think you will enjoy it. It's a good movie. Uh, like I said, I don't I don't know if it's a great movie, but it's a good movie, solid movie, great performances in it. So I would recommend it. I give it a recommendation. And uh, nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Like I said, I give four Van Goghs out of five. If you're a fan of violent action movies, uh, you'll be you'll be a fan of this. Like I said, I'm sure if you like the John Wick movies, you'll like you'll like this movie as well. Uh, like I said, it's 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 very entertaining and it was fun. It's fun to watch. It's and like I said, it's great to have movies that are just fun uh, that you can enjoy and and not really think about something for an hour and a half. And like I said, that's the biggest thing. It's 92 minutes. It goes by fast. There's nothing added to make it longer or to slow it down. So it just moves, 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 and then it's done. All right, so I hope you enjoyed those two reviews. Uh, again, if you have any comments on this review, um, if you're watching live, leave comments. I'll read them later. Uh, I definitely don't want to read them while I'm live because I don't multitask well. I want to stay focused on 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 talking about the movies that I'm reviewing. So please leave a comment if you see this video later, if you agree with my reviews, if you haven't seen the movie, if you have seen the movie. Um, like I said, Twitter first at Bend Your Ear Pod, so you can watch this video there later. Uh, leave any comments, share it, uh, retweet, retweet it, I would appreciate it. And over here on Facebook, let me bend your ear, just uh, share the video if you like it, or comment on what I reviewed. And if you listen to the audio podcast later, like I said, uh, hit me up on social media. Like I said, I'm on at Bend Your Ear Pod for Twitter, at Bend Your Ear Pod for Instagram. Uh, and um, we have the YouTube channel, Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast, and of course, Facebook as well. Also, please like and subscribe to both of those pages. I'd appreciate it. And uh, again, uh, if you listen to the audio feed later, thank you very much as well. I appreciate everybody that listens and, uh, and thank you for that. And thank you for downloading the podcast. Uh, again, the podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, and Amazon Music. So you can get them on all those. There's other podcasting feeds. Like if you do a search on Google, and type in Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. There's a bunch of other ones that this podcast shows up on. So I think a lot of these podcasters just grab all the feeds. So I don't really post those because I don't, I'm not officially on there. So I don't want to say it's on a, on, a, on a particular platform. And it's not. But if you type in Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast, even if you type it in Google, uh, it'll actually pull up episodes right there. You probably don't even have to go to a secondary search. But like I said, if you really want to listen to it regularly, the best way to do it is to... Um, just subscribe to it on your whatever podcasting app you use or on Facebook or, or, or YouTube if you prefer the video element. And uh, if you uh, want to go to the website, uh, the show has a website. It's www.letmebendyourear.com. So I don't know what I'm going to do there. I've been, you know, I've been trying to look for ways to grow the podcast and to, to monetize it on a small level uh, to 
cover just small. Like I said, I don't have a lot of overhead. Uh, it's it's a low tech podcast, so uh, that's the good part. Um, you know, got to maintain the website is the biggest uh, biggest cost that I have. Uh, so I would like to you know try to recoup that if I can. Um, so if you have any suggestions on that, um, I have a website built up, so I don't know if maybe merchandise or access to different shows or do something different. I was thinking about doing Patreon, but I don't think, uh, I don't have enough of a following to do a Patreon where I think people want to pay every month. And then, uh, I'd rather do something where it could be more a la carte, where if you want something or something specific, or if I sell even merchandise, like a sticker or a magnet or something like that. Uh, the main reason I need to not need to the rate, the main reason I would like to raise funds is to. Just cover the small overhead that I have and then eventually uh, improve the hardware uh, that I use. So obviously here, and uh, as I stated last week, uh, last show, uh, I'm on Twitter here on my cell phone and on Facebook on my laptop. Uh, the laptop I use is a is a Chromebook, so it's not very conducive. The hardware is not very strong for multi-streaming at the same time and stuff like that. So uh, eventually I'm going to upgrade my hardware, so get a better, get a better laptop. Um and uh get a better laptop and uh kind of be able to uh, eventually do live interviews or even interviews that i record video and audios instead of just audio so that's just that's a long-term goal uh but it's something i want to work towards because obviously i want to find ways to grow the show Uh, i do this show because i enjoy it and it's something that i love to do i look forward to it and uh as i've stated previously like the video element that i'm trying to navigate through now is kind of keeping that excitement up it's great uh like i said the audio feed is always going to be my driving force so i'm i'm happy to do that but i'm using the video element to try to grow the show and uh reach more people and try to interact with with people that may be regular listeners so uh if you are like i said please feel free to comment here or on facebook uh and like i said um i'm trying to find a way like i said if i figure out a way to monetize it i think it's going to be more on a putting stuff on the website, uh, which would be the easiest thing if you want to, you know, if you have suggestions about that, if you'd buy a, a t-shirt or if you'd buy a mug or if you'd buy a magnet of something you'd be interested in, if you were a fan of the podcast, let me know. I'm taking in all suggestions, uh, like I said, because I think I'll just put a small shop on the website because like I said, I think I'm not ready um, to do a Patreon to commit to that because I wouldn't want people to do Patreon and, and, and me not provide the content that they are paying for. I'd rather do, like I said, things a la carte, whether it's a special episode that people might want me to record on, you know, on a one-off um, uh, for a fee, or like I said, merchandise uh, with the show's uh, um, name on it. So uh, let me know. Give me suggestions. I'd appreciate it. Uh, but again, uh, I am at, at BendYourEarPod at Instagram and Twitter, and uh, you can email the show at BendYourEarPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so again, let me know your thoughts on both Sound of Metal and Nobody. If you agree with me, disagree with me, uh, I'd be happy to hear your thoughts. And I hope everybody uh, has a uh, fantastic week. And uh, as we go through the challenges in this world, just, just you know, stay strong out there. Uh, and uh, I think I'm going to wrap every show like I like I did last week. Do something that you enjoy. Uh, this podcast is what I enjoy doing. Uh, so whether I have one listener or a thousand or zero, um, it's a good outlet for me to express myself. And, and I appreciate anyone that listens. So whatever it is you do. Uh, or, or not doing that you enjoy whatever hobby or, or something that you're passionate about uh, engage in it it'll 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 it's good for your soul so definitely do that so that'd be my advice my unsolicited advice I'll just keep giving it if somebody listens to it I think it's great uh, but uh, I definitely enjoy it so again hope everybody has a great week I will see you here next week uh, like as I've stated as my goal I'm gonna try to be recording a podcast every single week uh, I haven't done a great job of that but obviously if I want to build an audience I need to have 
uh, content out on a regular basis. So like I said, hopefully I'll see you here the same time next week, either here live or on the audio podcast feed. So again, everybody have a fantastic week.